HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's October 15th, 2013. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. My good buddy Johnny Brilliance here tonight. Hey, He's our guest co-host. Look at that. <laughs> Johnny, you yes. know, you're the natural. You're a ex-rocker and you guys were importing beer from Spain. Now. I didn't know I was an ex-rocker. That's news to me. You're still a rocker. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> Turning 65 and still rocking. I'll tell you, we have this great beer community in, in New York City, and uh, I met you and, and, and Jessica a few years ago up at Cooperstown. At yeah, comes that's, at Cooperstown. Right, that's right. We were, we were walking down the hill, and we shared a taxi to town. And I think we were rolling down the hill. Memories, not failing me. Yeah, we were uh, we were well animated. Let's put it that way. Well, cheers to you guys, and cheers to our sponsors at GreatBrewers.com and Absolutely. Heritage Radio Network. We've got a good show tonight. We're going to have some recaps of the Great American Beer Fest. Um, we're going to hear about some of the new collaborations that you guys are doing uh, out of Spain and with Brian Strumpke from Stillwater. And we've got uh, Mike Lavulo from uh, Union Beer. Chris O'Leary, one of our favorite beer bloggers from Brew York, New York. And uh, one of our, our new favorite bars in New York, uh, Ken Fisherman from uh, Guilty Goose. All right. So cheers to everybody. Welcome to the show. Yeah, so yeah. Let's, uh, let's start with Jessica. We've got Jessica and Johnny. So you guys... Um, you know, we know you as some of the cooler beer people in town. You hang out with the Blind Tiger, Jimmy's number 43. But um, so you guys went whole hog and you jumped in, and now you're importing your own beer from Spain. Yeah, and now self-distributing it, too, which is a whole other basket of fish. <laughs> Kettle of I know. Fish. I, got, I got a delivery yesterday, and, and, and your name was on it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. First yes. time I wrote you a check directly. Phenomenal. Um, COD, yeah. man, from Jimmy Carbone. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, we're, we're very... We're, it's a very exciting change for us, and uh, it's a lot of work, but well worth it. It's sort of like um, having a horse and riding it rather than stabling it upstate somewhere. Yeah, yeah. here, here, <laughs> here I, I thought I was going to be a gentleman farmer, but you know, it's not the way it's planned out. And we got Mike, Mike Lavoux on, too. He's, he's a good guy to talk about uh, you know, distributing and importing. And So, you know, you're working at Union Beer. You work with a lot of great brands. Yeah. Absolutely. I know some, some of the beers you work with won some awards at GABF. Yeah. Um, well, uh, none of the ones that I specifically work for, but uh, we're like proud to announce that uh, Best Mid-Sized Brewery is uh, one of the breweries in our house, Firestone Walker. Just won Best oh, Mid-Sized hey. Brewery. And, um, and uh, you know, I'm going to leave it up to Chris O'Leary, who was actually at GABF. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get free to some. So, but, but we got uh, Jessica and Johnny. So I want to talk first about them and, and what they're doing and uh you know you, there's so many new importers now and distributors and you know there's so many people making beer in 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 the world yeah and uh like you guys you guys will always be friends you know you guys oh, were, you got you guys you guys were, were part of our house and um you know it's like you know working for a distributor you know we have our suppliers whether it be uh, a brewery or an importer um or whatever um you know we house uh some of the uh, Shelton Brothers beers, all of the uh, Be United uh, beers, um, but it's kind of funny the way like uh, the the beer industry's 
been working now that you know we always thought after prohibition there would be a three-tier system with what with having you know suppliers whether they be breweries or importers then the wholesalers and then you know the retailers you know whether you be jimmy carbone of jimmy's 43 or you can from guilty goose or you have a bodega somewhere you know wherever it is um but what i'm finding now is um you know the guys from uh, radiant pig um also barrier you know they're kind of you know how it's happening i mean i'm not a law yeah, person, they're but but, but they're yes. but they're, but they're self distributed, yeah. and I think that's really uh, it's really fun. I've seen a lot of a lot of breweries do it. A lot of importers start doing it right now. You know that, that yeah. they're just they're just taking complete control over everything that they're bringing in, and you know it's a it's a lot it's a lot less convoluted. You know for a all lot, of us, a lot a lot of people want craft beer, which which is a good thing. So Jessica, um, tell me what the, the new thing you're working on. Uh, you're doing collaborations there's, too, there's right? actually a bunch of new things happening for us but first I want to say that one of the great things and I think I speak for Johnny here too um, we did part ways with the union um, very you know I think both sides decided that was the best decision but we did get to do something that was on our bucket list with the union which was have a tasting with fucking Mike Lavolo on Jimmy's 43 <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was some good time yes yeah. definitely, definitely. But besides that let's, let's, oh, let's okay. talk more about so yeah we've got uh, of course the, the big still news is Stillwater yeah um, Stillwater came, Brian came with us to uh, Festi, which was actually the first um, winter ale festival on the Iberian Peninsula ever, um, two years ago. And it was all big beers, big black beers, big strong beers. And, um, and Brian had some friends of his in Belgium um, truck over a bunch of uh, Love and Regret. Um, uh, what were the other ones, Brian? Cellador was Cellador. there. Yeah, I don't remember. And he everything. was promoting them on his own and just basically giving away free taste and free beer. Cool. And afterwards, he he asked us, you know, what show me show me what you've been tasting. What do you like best? So we went straight up to this. Uh, we'd been you know doing the rounds, um, and these guys from Lanjube, which is a tiny, it's a very small little brewery, thousand liter batches. Lanjube, Lanjube, <laughs> yeah, it's the theme song. It is. Ah, what a haunting melody. So two guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We have yet to see the verse on that, Jimmy. You've been promising all these ta- all this time. Need a songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so he tasted actually the Lug, which is a three point five ordinary bitter, and in the sea of big, big alcohol beers, that was like just what you wanted to have. And the Spanish haven't gotten hip yet to having a water stand, at least not two years ago. <laughs> right. <So> <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was like so it was like manna you know? from heaven. He's like, oh, man, you guys can make 3.5 taste like this. I'm right in there. And then we tried Juliet, which I, I know you've, you've tried Juliet. Juliet's a monster, gorgeous stout, super creamy and delicious. And it, um, it's uh, is it always barrel-aged? No, it's never ba- it's never barrel aged. Really? They did do one batch barrel aged. Because I remember that was a that was a tricky one to find for the blind tiger, the one that was actually barrel aged. <laughs> oh, really? No, dry hopped, not barrel aged. We oh, never right. brought over one that was barrel. Oh, okay. So there was. Sorry. They they did oh, you're do right. one. You're right. Dry hopped. Yeah. What dry was hopped. it? What was it like working with Brian? Because that's the kind of the big story here is that you guys are you know you're New York based, got your roots in Spain, and and Brian's been around the world. You know, Josh Bernstein's great book, The Complete Beer Course. I was reading it last night. And he's covered so much, and it's like, wow! It's like this guy Brian's in like so many little sections of it. Um, how does how does he do that? It's like he's he's like a nomad brewer, you know. He calls himself actually a, a beer designer, and and it's a more accurate term because um, he decides the kind of flavor he wants to bring out in a country and the kind of the kind of beer that he thinks fits well in their culture. And he was sort of seeing a lack of saisons in Spain, which is true. There aren't, there aren't very many saisons at all in Spain yet. Um, so as soon as there was a dry yeast available, um, a saison yeast in, from Europe, he went for it. And then he wanted to go for uh, uh, all Leon, you know, local hops from Spain. So he used actually a high alpha acid hop, a nugget hop, which is ordinarily a bitter, bittering hop, but he used it all the way through. Um, they had fresh cone flowers actually for the for the aroma, um, and it was spectacular. But um, he doesn't, you know. Every I, I guess you guys who are brewers know that every system works differently. So um, so he's like, you guys tell me what what the temperature is to achieve. Am I not live? No, you're fine. <laughs> Um, oh, Mike's, Mike's here pointing. He wants more beer. Oh, he wants <laughs> more beer. Well, I, hey, wait, wait, wait. So, I should actually I should pour the alert. He wants right? to taste your beer. He's pointing, and this is what we do. We, we drink beer, and guys point when they want beer. And, you know, they could just ask. Mike, just say what you want. Come on. 
I just want to see if Mike got any of the Zoe that we're opening up, uh, that we're drinking right now from Main Beer Company. That's all. Oh, <laughs> He's generous. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we do here. So, and then, and Chris is, you know. Uh, well, I was actually just, just curious if there's one thing. I mean, we can point to different regions of the United States as places that specialize in certain styles of beer or have certain characteristics that typify the, the flagship beers that they make. What typifies Spanish beer right now? I know it's still small, but is there anything you could Johnny say? Johnny and Jessica. Oh, yeah, I would say certainly if we're going to pick one style out that they nail every time and in a very distinctive way, it would be pale ales. Almost every one of the breweries that we're interested in and looking at make killer pale ales. Just the best. They've got very little to do with their British or their American forebears. They're really distinctive. Very fruit-flavored, very fruit-forward, probably yeast-driven to the most, for the most part. Really remarkable. That's really interesting, too, because I was looking through the list of winners at JBF this year, and one of the categories this year uh, is uh, international style pale ale, which differs from an American pale ale and an or English, an English pale, pale, ale. pale ale. Exactly. And I was, I was, I was trying to figure <laughs> out how, you know, what exactly defines that style. But what's what's interesting is one of our local brewers here, uh, Jeff O'Neill at Peekskill, won the silver in that category for Amaze Balls. So I, we, um, we couldn't be more pleased about that. And that description basically nails in my so yeah. yeah, big yeah. flowers, right? Yeah, Lots yeah, yeah. of big flowers. Yeah, yeah. It's true. yeah, Jeff is a, one of our favorite brewers. So, you know, That's for you. I suppose at some point we're going to have to try and seduce him into collaborating with one of our... Oh, seducing? Nothing. He's already there. <laughs> <laughs> He's already there. He's like, whenever you want, I'm coming over or bring them over, you know, whether we collaborate on this side or that side. Um and, yeah, these totally rolls with the way it's done in Spain. Spain is like 20 years ago U.S., which is still very present. It's, you know, there's, there's a very, it's a very um, uh, tight, tightly knit group. Everybody knows each other or of each other. Everybody tries each other's beers. The first time we went, one brewery drove us to the next brewery, talking them <laughs> up the whole time. It's really cool. So what do you guys thought? You know, you're kind of the only people I'm buying Spanish beer from right now. And what do you hope for in the next five years? Hmm. Well, we've got VSKs. John, yeah. take it away oh, from yeah, the VSKs. Yeah. The VSK program is one of the fallouts of our um, going independent. We're really able to do this now, which we wouldn't have been able to do. Is that like related to Franco, the dictator? Yeah. <laughs> what, VSK? It's KGB and VSK. Yeah. That, What's a, a VSK? A very, very special, special K. K. Oh. Uh, yes, Like indeed. they have a blind tiger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine we, where we might have learned that expression. <laughs> well, the VSK program allows us to bring in one-offs. Unusual, rare, extreme, whatever category you want to put it into. We've been able to bring over one of my personal favorite Spanish beers, my fa- one of my favorite breweries, the guinea pigs. Guinea pigs, yeah. Yeah, guinea pigs. <laughs> they have an explanation, exclamation point at the end. <laughs> the guinea pigs, and we're following that very shortly with the Boina Boys, and I'm not going to say anything more about them, but uh, they uh, wear pizza pie-sized uh, berets on their heads. They're from Basque Country. And they're equally entertaining. And they make imperial. So in Spain, who, who are the age stouts? Who are the craziest bourbon? people? The Basques, Basques and Catalans. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And do you guys fight Both sometimes? Them. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I love her optimism. We dance. Yeah, we, we do. I don't we do. think we, we really know that much. I mean, like we do. You know, we know about Sherry. We we know like you know Galicia. I mean, there's there's so many regions of Spain with so much history. Yeah. I don't think any of us really think about it as, as a beer country. A great deal of our beer, with the exception, the notable exception of La Sagra, which is from Toledo, um, or near Toledo, uh, everything else is from the north of the country. So it's a very different mindset in the north. The weather is different, conditions are different, it's a Celtic culture, it's not really the dark-haired, dark-eyed Spaniards that you see in the south of the country. And that, that's a big difference, really. Oh, Catalonia and Basque country, Johnny. Well, how do you think that Spain compares... I mean, this is like, I hate to make general statements, but we kind of have to at some point. You know, there's only so much beer we can buy because there's so much good beer. Mm. You know, how does the, the best beers of Spain compare to the best beers of France? Because all these countries seem like they're trying to make, make craft well, beer. Well, Sp- Spanish, the Spanish tradition is much younger, although... I mean, you said historically it's it's not been known as a beer tradition, but in fact, the oldest remnants of um, 
of beer, traces of beer found in the West, in Western Europe have been in Spain in the Iron Age. Um, but the Romans sort of quickly dispatched them and said, that's a barbarian's drink and you're going to drink wine from now on. But, um, but good Spanish beer, I, look, it's not somebody we carry. The Sheltons carry him. God bless them and God bless him. He's a super guy. He happens to share my, his brewery is my last name, which really. And who's uh, this? Carlos Rodriguez of Aguillon's Brewery. Phenomenal brewer. Totally unambitious. He just wants to be a gentleman brewer. He doesn't want to go mad, you know, brewing to, to satisfy everybody's taste. But he does lambic blends with Cantillon and his own Pura Pale, which is one of the best pale ales on the peninsula. Um, he's phenomenal. But and who made the, the – there was the, the famous Spanish show, Ferran and – Ferran Andrea? Well – Didn't he make a beer too? He did Inedit, or he had a hand in kind of stru- designing Inedit. Inedit is still – it was designed very much for the Spanish palate and for the table. It's a it's a lager still, but it's a much better lager than your commercial lagers there. In edit is it an Estrella beer, so it's part of the commercial world. It's a little but, different. Uh, yeah, it's a totally different, but it's ale. a very well crafted beer. So. Johnny, t- t- we have a, another minute on the segment. Tell me something cool before we sign off. <laughs> I want to hear you talk, man. I've got this great hat that's got a Band-Aid inside holding, <laughs> holding it together. <laughs> the best one I've got, what can I say? Can we're, we're, another, uh, wait, and Johnny, where were you born? I was born in Agunquit, Maine. Maine? Yes. Love that, man. All right. But I, I can't, Did you taste the allergic? I, I, I had like... to lose that. You know, I, I, I couldn't walk around saying, Pepperidge Fam remembers. <laughs> <laughs> I was encouraged, you know, to... Well, cheers to the Eloge. All right. Hey, uh, we'll take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Cheers. It's summertime. And the bars are closing. And the bars are closing. All the doors are open. All the doors are open wide. So find your friends. So find your friends. Tell them what they want to hear Tell them what they want to hear I tell them not to be so I tell them not to be so Goddamn uptight Grow up So you like good beer. Whether you're a craft beer pro or just had your first sip of an IPA, GreatBrewers.com is your number one beer resource on the internet. GreatBrewers.com bridges the gap between the world's great brewers and the consumers who enjoy their products. With so much information and misinformation out there, GreatBrewers.com focuses on education and leaves no stone unturned. Take the Great Beer Test on their website and browse through an extensive product catalog. Download their mobile beer cloud app which includes a GPS beer finder, a beer sommelier, and descriptions for over 5,000 different brews. What are you waiting for? Back up that passion for craft beer with some solid information and education. Visit greatbrewers.com today. Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We're out here at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm Jimmy Carboni with Beer Sessions Radio. Hey, my good buddy Johnny Brilliance yes, here. All right. Lovely to be here. So nice to be back on your program. You know, tell me more. You talked about your hat before. <laughs> and uh, what do you think about the beer you're drinking? Are, are you drinking the I'm, uh, I'm drinking the Eloja at the moment, but I, uh, I just had the Zoe, which is fabulous. You know, I... I, I so knocked out by these New England beers, whether we're talking about Maine Brewing or we're talking about Sean Hill up at Hill Farmstead, there's extraordinary. All right, <laughs> maybe maybe I'll my, no. Okay, slow down, Allegash. But so you're from Maine. So what do you? Th- I mean, it, when you grew up, w- was there a good beer up in Maine? I mean, there was David I'm Geary, kidding, but that I was like I the eighties. When I was five, come on, I, that, that's a long time ago. Uh, no, there was probably not many. In fact, then there York, was a war. York County. When I was young, uh, my father had to cross the state line into Portsmouth to get a drink. York was a dry county. Oh wow! 
We should. Well, uh, before we get our calling, guys, let's say hi to Ken Fisherman. Hello. Uh, he's not from Fisherman Brewery. He's actually from Guilty Goose. I saw your name on the list. It's like Ken Fisherman. It's like, oh, he's from Fisherman Brewery. But no, it's the Guilty Goose. The Guilty Goose. And uh, I'm really happy to be here. And it's exciting to be in, uh, you know, in this forum where I can be with distributors and brewers and importers and other other bar owners. And we, you know. We so you're like a, you, you've got a, a great new bar. You, you're. you're Focus is beer. Focus is beer, right. And you brought for us uh, some main beer today, Some right? main, yep, which we love a lot. Uh, and do, we do exclusively uh, American craft on draft and almost exclusively American craft in bottles as well. And Maine, as the Northeast, as he was saying, with, with Lawson's, as with Alchemist, as is with Hill Farmstead, um, you know, uh, Allagash. There's really a plethora of, and that's why the Vermont Beer Fest is such a great yeah. venue. Oh, that's yeah. my favorite festival every year to, uh, to attend. It's... It's a beautiful location and pours just amazing beer that you can only get, m- much of which you can only get in Vermont. So yeah, well spoken, Chris so O'Leary. So um, just tell us a couple quick things about Guilty Goose. We'll have more time to talk, but you know, like, why would I go to Guilty Goose besides that you are friends of bartending? Well, well, hopefully you're going to go to TechServe, which is right on the same block. So, so <laughs> it's a, Chelsea tends to be a bit of an oasis when it comes to a lot of things, and craft beer would be one of them. And there aren't too many of us that are really dedicated to um, exclusively uh, this. You know, so we, we don't carry any mass-produced. We don't carry any, any um, macro beer. We, we just really focus on what we consider to be the American craft and then certain Belgian imports. But after trying this today, I could easily bring in Spanish imports uh-huh. because okay. they're, they're fantastic. Uh, thank you. And thank so you. what are a couple of the drafts you have right now at Guilty Goose? Uh, right now, I think we're we have the new uh, Stone and Joy by. We have uh, probably all, always Allagash White. I mean, the wheat line tends to go between Omegang Wit and the Allagash, the Avery. Um, Got to try the Gisbergen Trigo, man. Some uh, some fresh Allagash uh, Hugh Malone on draft right now, also. Yes. And uh, you, you said Enjoy by over there, right? Enjoy by. All right. Yeah. So um, Jessica, you grab the mic too. So now the guy we've been waiting for is online. Uh, our friend Brian Strumka. Uh, he's our intrepid traveling brewer so uh brian it's nice to have you on the air man and we're we're trying your alosia right now (laughs) and uh we've got uh, michael lavulo from union uh ken from guilty goose (laughs) a bunch of people jessica johnny chris o'leary from hey so you know i think you know everybody in the room (laughs) how you doing Uh, brian but you're you know you're always doing something cool and uh so how did you first get hooked up with uh some of the spanish brewers because uh this beer is really awesome are you talking? Are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm not. You know, Brian. Um, but you know me. I'm always bouncing around someplace. Um, uh, I met John and Jess a couple of years ago back at an event at DBGB. We became friends, and uh, they started inviting me over to Barcelona for a couple of different beer fests. And uh, I guess the first time over there, I just I was like, well, if I'm going to come here, uh, it only makes sense that I. You know, make a beer in it's a new country. Uh, so we went around. They introduced me to a lot of their uh, the breweries that they were considering importing, and some that they were already kind of starting to work with. And um, yeah, I just I, don't, I mean, it was just I randomly just went by you know quality of the product and um, the quality of beer in Spain varies and fluxes from high to low, um, and uh, I think. The Landube guys are doing some of the most um, high quality and consistent product that I've tasted. Landube, um, you know, like, Do you love Landube? When we went, what's that? Sorry, Jimmy has delay, a song. We, we Jimmy love Landube definitely. So, hey, Jimmy. Yeah, so it's like it's like you know we tasted some of the other uh, you know we, some of the other breweries might have one or two beers that are really good, and then it was it was just fluxing. But you know they seemed like the brewery that kind of had had their core lineup uh stable and you know and and plus they were like they were they weren't flashy beers and i think that's that's something that's easily lost <clears throat> nowadays it's like everybody's like oh you know here's a big big hoppy beer or you know big high alcohol malt bomb or something like that and it's you know it's easy to hide flaws and it's also trendy and easy to get praise for something like that because it fits into you know what's hip at the moment so I, you know, I can I'm always looking for just that underlying, that nondescript sense of quality and craftsmanship, and that's what I got out of uh, the Manchu dudes. 
Yeah, Just, they were they were they virtually wept. Actually, I I remember I can't quote you on the radio, but I remember when you had the first sip of Juliet, you were like, "That's a mm-mm, good. That's a beeping good beer." <laughs> and, and and Angel, who doesn't speak any English at all, says said to me, "Entiendo, entiendo," <laughs> which means I understand that. <laughs> Right, man. Um, and, and and it's always it's always nice working with you know these up these small up and coming guys, especially in lands like in Spain where <clears throat> it's uh you know it's all it's still very the beer scene in general is still very new to them. There's only a handful of craft beer spots, and you know they get a little bit of import. Um, we just started sending some Stillwater over there um, over the past year, but I mean it's still so so small, and you know it's like I'd like to. I do my best to kind of like lead these guys in the right direction on like the global scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we do a service to the world. It. How's the reception for your beer over there, too? I was I'm curious as to uh, to the the take of. I mean, we obviously seem to welcome Spanish craft beer with open arms. At least those the beer geeks among us. But uh, how is, is there a beer geek scene in Spain? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's not it's not like it is in the States, and, you know, it's still budding, and uh, I think it's, I mean, I mean, the last time I was there, I mean, they were, they seem excited to kind of get any attention, you know, from any quality producers outside of their country, it's like, you know, it's such a small little thing they got going on that's like, if anybody, you know, people that are willing to come and put some effort and uh, take some time to get to know them and kind of get to know their scene and their uh, you know, culture and everything. You know, they are they're very welcoming. Um I I definitely like everywhere in Europe it's like Stillwater is not the trendy beer because I don't make a double IPA and I don't have a coffee bourbon aged Imperial stout. <laughs> and that's what that's what's hot everywhere right now. That American trend is just really encapsulating Europe and a lot of the other countries. But it's kinda interesting because I see the American palate already starting to shift because it's kinda like that's an interesting yeah, it's beers. interesting. Like you can't, you know the, the. I mean, I'm a grown man. I can't drink double IPAs. <laughs> <all day long>. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes, though, it, it, and it's you know, I think there's, it, you know, when things are new and exciting, it's it's like music. It's like right now, it's like a, here's the big pop hit, but you don't want to listen. You don't want to just listen to top forty pop hits all the time. Sometimes you want to sit down and listen to an album. Yeah, and, like um, MGMT, and that's where like the, the more intricate and nuanced, you know, types of beers i think will <clears throat> eventually make their way through the scene and Ryan, I think Ryan, where, where are you right now what town um you might i'm at, in baltimore packing for a trip to san francisco tomorrow all right and johnny what's mgmt mgmt is brian's one of brian's favorite bands is i, I, yeah. I say that right <laughs> I, yeah yeah you, you last time we were together you were uh, we were raving about it i think that might be the right choice of words so Brian, yeah. what are you, what are you going to do in San Francisco? What's that? What are you going to do in San Francisco? Uh, this is this is more of a creative exercise trip. I'm taking uh taking my my artist Lee, who does all my bottle designs, and we're very busy, so we don't get a whole lot of time together one on one. So once or twice a year, I take him somewhere, and we just kind of check out, get weird, and just come up with new ideas for Stillwater and. And uh, and it's yeah, it's more of a yeah, creative retreat. Brian, let's we, we've got another bar in here. Uh, Ken from Guilty Goose, and uh, let's just ask him about you. So, Ken, have you uh, carried any still water uh, at your bar? Yes, I have. So, uh, which ones? Well, what do you want to say to Brian? You want to say anything? <laughs> well, how, hi, how are you? I think I think I met you for the first time at last year or year before BCTC. I, I don't even know if you remember, but. It was it was it was in passing. Yeah, well, BCTC is there's a lot of things that, that just that get passed. Yeah. 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 Hazards of the train. Hazards of the train. We t- we touched on that a bit earlier. It's true. We notice the West Coast has Burning Man. We have we have Belgian comes to Cooperstown. Yeah. I I don't think there's even a comparison. 
I mean, yeah, I, I think the question badass. that I that I have, I mean, look, and, and so I'm, I, I know in this industry, there, there are there, you, Mike, there, there are kind of eunuchs, right? There are people who uh, who know who know what it looks like but can't do it, right? And so I've always kind of marveled at the brewers' art and being able to kind of take the same ingredients because nobody really grows their own anything, let's say, and and put together something different, and and that's what I've always, I mean, that's always my question to brewers, you know, for like from the brewery or, or from Maine or whatever or, or Hetty Topper, it's it, it comes to. Uh, it, it really becomes a bit of magic, I think. Yeah, it's true. Alchemy, Alchemy definitely. Truly. He's Did well you leave named, us? that brewer. <laughs> so that was a question to Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian? That's all right. Oh, you're there. Okay. You missed it all, but don't worry. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Brian, so uh, we do like the Eloja. And uh, just, just give us a, a final comment about making beer in Spain, because it's kind of romantic. <clears throat> well, I don't, I mean, it's, like I said, it's very, it's, it's very new, and it's, and it's not like, uh, <clears throat> I guess, uh, with that, uh, I don't know, I guess personally with that beer, I really wanted to make something simple, but really try to capture, try to actually define what, you know, what we could do to define Spanish brewing. Like when I, I did a series of beers in France last year, and I, and I really used as much French ingredients hops and some violets and, and such in order to just try to capture a sense of terroir. Uh, we did the same with this, but it's, like, you know, it's definitely it was German malts that were used, and um, uh, but all the hops were grown locally. Uh, it's a nugget hop, that, um, but it was Catalonian grown. I don't know exactly where, but um, so it's, you know, I just, and, you know, and just using their water source, it's like, so I wanted to make a simple beer that would, like, still reflect Stillwater's aesthetic but at the same time incorporate, you know, some of just some of the aspects of just the environment alone. Um, <clears throat> and then going forward with future collaborations in, in that country, uh, you know, build upon that, but I think it's best to start simple and kind of see what, what kind of makes, you know, because everybody has, you know, most breweries have their flavor profile or something. So it's always best to try to, like, capture that and not, not work against uh, your your home base. Let me ask, uh, Brian, um, so Jessica, just one last thing. So in Spain, I mean, like, if you're going to work with traditional, you know, opportunities, are there, like, a lot of wine barrels lying around or things like that? What what would a brewer really want to do down there? Um, Well, there's there's actually somebody I really want to introduce you to, you, Brian, um, who's been doing some very interesting things with – actually collaborating with a wine place and using slurry – um, wine slurry in part of their uh, later part of their brewing and um, it's pretty lovely a lovely result I'll be, you'll be the, first, the second to get samples when I get them in and we, um, did, we just tasted a victory the other night that was a, a porter that was aged in red wine barrels one use only red wine barrels that was absolutely yeah. phenomenal Port it, barrels, it, too, are unique to it, the... It, it's, it's rewriting the possibilities. It's, it's an incredible experience. Yeah, so I think so, you know, maybe going down the road in Spain, there's a lot more traditional mm-hmm. you know, There's a fantastic VSK right? that we brought in that Proletariat had on and tweeted me the best tweet I ever got. Um, Corey, love you, babe. <laughs> You're just amazing. Um, Domus Suma. Um, I'm sorry, Domus Greco. It's an homage to El Greco, the painter who was uh, from Greece but settled in Toledo and traveled around and let basically the art of every place he settled infuse his final product. Anyway, so this is a beer that's got almond, saffron, um, cinnamon, but all very subtle, just subtle, subtle notes. Anyway, Corey was blown away. His keg kicked quite quickly, but ABC's going to have it on soon. All right, and before we sign off, Mike, you're a great beer guy. You're one of the specialty beer reps in New York City. But you were just looking. We have a whole bunch of beers on the table here from Maine Beer and Eloja. And you were looking around, and I didn't see you grab anything. Are you, are you missing anything tonight? I'm well, not What beer anything. do you want to drink that we don't have right now? I'm just, I was just, like, specking out because we opened up Zoe by Maine. Just so, so Ken from Guilty Goose, um, having eight draft lines, is able to move a lot of great bottles. And uh, we brought Zoe, drinking Zoe first. That bottle's nearly done. Wheeze, which is a new one from Wheeze Main Beer really Company, seven two Black IPA, Beautiful. and everything like Main Beer Company does is just hoppy. Oh, even even the last one that you're touching right now is uh, the King Titus, 
7.5% robust porter. But again, a little bit of narration. So Mike's here in studio. Before he was pointing because he wanted a beer, now his hands, he was searching for a beer, and he didn't, and he didn't take one. That's why I asked. Him, I was so. just seeing how much lunch is left and if John had lunch in his uh, glass. Uh, <laughs> you're a good beer. What did I start with? <laughs> you know, whatever I started with. Think, you got to think about the friends, Jimmy. So somehow we are all friends in this room. So hey, I'll tell you what. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Cheers, yeah, Cheers. baby. Yeah, baby. She's dancing by herself in a mother's summer dress. Oh, kid, she doesn't need your help. She studied art in Spain. Tall boys across her brain. It's all boys, men they'll do. Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's, it's Johnny Brilliance here tonight. Uh, international Man of Mystery. Johnny Brilliant. You know, what, what's that Dos Equis at? It's like the, what, the coolest. The most interesting man in the world. Thank That's you. It. That's you it. know, I, I used to think that I was that guy, but when Johnny Brilliance here, <laughs> it's really him. Uh, and Jessica, well. what do you think? Is he the most interesting man in the world? He must be. He certainly plays it that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Johnny, again, you talked about your hat. Tell us, give us a little more main stuff. May I can't give you much. You How know, about we, Spain? How about this? Uh, when my, you guys, my father go, was a painter. My father painted the marginal way when I was a kid, and uh, he he traded uh, paintings to to lobster fishermen for the bits that fell off in the trap. So I ate so much lobster as a child that I actually couldn't abide the stuff until I was not able to afford to eat it as an adult. Well, so, you know, my that, father that, and grandma at one time lobster was like the poor man's food. So. A certain generation did yeah, not think yeah, it but, was so but cool. not, not a whole perfectly serviceable lobster. If, if the claw fell off in a trap, that was pretty much useless. You know what's fun is having Brian Strumpke on the phone? Because it's like we have to respect him. When we're on the air, like there's a slight delay. So whatever we say, he has to like, we have to stop and let him listen. So hey, I, we're giving I you a, like the... I have, a good, good, I have a good Spain story for you. Oh, go on, Brian. <laughs> All right. Is this so spe- when we were looking for the brewery problems. the first time, uh, Jess, John and Jess and I were driving around, and Jess was on her cell phone, and we got pulled over by the police. <laughs> you mean in, in Spain? It's true. In Spain. But, 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 for, but fortunately, we had the man of mystery with us. So the cop, the cop thought Johnny was... Um, was Robert Plant. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we we got we got pictures of us posing with the cops. And we just played it up so we could get off on the whole deal. <laughs> I'm sitting in the van blowing into a breathalyzer. No, the, I the won't say was, why that wasn't was a comfortable situation. But, but who was driving? I was, yes, driving. was driving. And you and <laughs> He does look like That was just for so, the picture. Was it Robert Plant? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've got the we've got the picture. I don't have it on my phone, unfortunately. But um, yeah, that yeah. was pretty funny, actually. That was the first failed attempt because the the heat the heat pump or so forget whatever, before we talk to Chris, forget GABL. Let's talk about weird beer experiences. This is pretty cool. <laughs> so like going to Spain and making beer. I mean, Mike, have you ever had any weird experiences? I'm, I'm, like I'm trying to think right now, man. It's my day off, and I've been drinking since two. So oh, that's <laughs> All right. so Chris. Tell us now. You give us give us the highlights of GABF. Oh, geez. Um, from so, your perspective. So, from my perspective, you know, I, I've been going for eight years now, and I, it's it's an exhausting weekend uh, most of the time. But um, I've tried it's like to three thousand beers, right? Uh, Forty eight hundred different beers this year. <laughs> uh, Six hundred and fifty breweries on the floor. Over seven hundred uh, entered their beers in the competition. Um, the big thing this year, um, which shouldn't come as too much of a surprise to most beer geeks, was um, was session 
IPAs tended to be a, a big thing this year. Yeah. A lot of breweries were breaking out their like four and a half percent hoppy pale ales. Like what? Um, Founders all day IPA. That's I mean that's a good example. Like I mean the, the one of the the more one of the standouts that I had that would fall into that category was uh, from Austin Beer Works in Austin, Texas. They had a what they called their half IPA. Uh, really great, crisp, sessionable, floral. It was, it was, it was a beautiful, clean beer. Um, there was, a, I mean, more than more than usual. There's a lot of coffee beer on the floor this year, mm. but but whereas it used to be, it was coffee imperial stouts and coffee porters. Um, a lot of breweries tended to start exploring coffee milds. So again, Ooh. another another turn in the direction of, of more sessionable beer. Um, despite that, plenty of double IPAs on the floor. Still, the second most entered category in the festival. Um, California, Colorado, Oregon still dominating. Uh, New York came in ninth. I think that the in terms of number of medals earned, um, I think the big surprise for the second year in a row, uh, Virginia. Virginia just blowing everyone out of the water. They got is that, collectively is its own market. Or is it because of the DC market? Um, I think it's mostly because of the DC market. Um, but what surprised me, I mean, Devil's Backbone, they won a uh, small brewer of the year for the second year in a row, um, and they won medals in six of the eight categories they entered. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> So I've got to try some devil's back. I don't think I've ever tried it. Yeah, you know what? It's funny because because when I when I had it on the floor, they were actually uh, situated directly next to Empire Brewing um, in the Mid Atlantic session section, and um, I, I went to try their beers. I kept going back and going back and going back because they had two booths and they were pouring something like ten or ten or twelve different beers. So um, it's. It's hard. It's hard. Do I I like them? They had very solid beers. They have very solid beers. And who did you like? Who did I like? What would if if we did Chris O'Leary's GABF (laughs) award? Pick three beers that you really liked. Okay, that none of us have ever had. Uh, Wicked Weed Brewing out of Asheville, North Carolina. They had the uh, the Cool Cumber, which was a a cucumber. Juniper and basil ale. Johnny, you know them? Really Ooh, good. Uh, at the Asheville Brewery, uh, I, I know a bit about because I spent some time there. A- Asheville is really... It's a but, beautiful and, place. And what's it's his title place. again? International Man of what? Mystery. Mystery, okay. <laughs> Austin Powers, <laughs> by, by the way. That's where we gave him. Um, in terms of just solid, classic... Um, uh, West Coast big hoppy beers. Uh, Knee Deep out of California had their Simtra. Again, but where in which, California? That's a good question. I can never remember Chris, exactly where. Uh, Northern You're California. You're like our expert thing. I know, I know. You're the I'm expert. Usually, I'm usually really good at these things, but you know how many? I had 230 different beers over the course of a Out weekend. of 4,800. <laughs> I know, right? You disappointed me. Come bucket. on, man. Uh, I had so much more work to do. Um, and then I had the, the weirdest beer I had that I really enjoyed uh, was from Freetail Brewing in San Antonio, Texas. They did a spirulina wit beer. Um, so it was. It was that like a bacterium? It, it, no, it's spirulina is like a. a uh, oh, it's, it's a, a green. Product. It's a green plant, and and it actually the beer was green. It was truly green, but it it had the characteristics of a wit beer, but it was also very sweet, like green juices. Um, and then lastly, uh-huh. the, the other thing that uh, stood out for me was uh, Cali Craft, which I think is in Walnut Creek, California. Um, they were doing sparkling ales at the festival, so they were using wine yeast, um, and those really stood out for me. Very unique beers, uh, very interesting, and it really plays off the the regional aspect of Northern California being both beer and wine country. Um, so those those are the real standouts for me. Nice, and nice. and and our local guys. I can't say enough about that. Seven seven medals for New York, Blue Point, Great South Bay. Brooklyn won for uh, the Brooklyn Vice for the first time since 1997. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bravo, Karen. <laughs> um, Omegang, obviously, winning another medal this year. Captain Lawrence got the only gold in New York for Hops and Roses. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, Chief up in uh, Peekskill. Oh, and Crossroads. 
won a medal this year for yeah. the Maggie's Farmhouse. Got a bronze in the Saison category, which had over 120 entries. So uh, that's a really wow. it was the fifth most competitive category. We do love them. Category. Crossroads from Athens, New York. Yeah. Uh, we don't see them too much in New York, but they're great guys. And cheers to Kenny and Hodge up there. All right. Hey, um, so Brian, it's nice that you're still on. Uh, this is so cool, man. We're talking to Brian by is this by radio or by telephone? <laughs> no, it's, it's by uh, it's by implant. implant. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us some more uh, things. I'm completely, I'm completely mobile now. Uh. <laughs> what? Seriously, you're walking yeah. down the street and in Mike. Baltimore somewhere? And I know you this, this yeah. guy, Michael Villa, too, wants to talk. So let's get you on. Say, so, all right, Mike, ask ask Brian a question because uh, yeah, you, where, where you at, man? <laughs> I already told you where I'm at. I wasn't listening. <laughs> I'm in Baltimore. I'm gonna walk down to my bar and get some food and a beer. Ah, uh, sick! Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I want. All right, so wait, yes. so wait. So what's what's the name of your bar in Baltimore? Because I, I know for twenty dollars, I can take the Bolt bus from New York City, get dropped off in this ghetto motel in Baltimore, and be there. <laughs> don't start. Yeah. Don't start. There's a terrible yeah. story. Practically wrong. Yeah, yeah. Just don't let John and Jeff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the name of the bar? I, I, I always forget. Uh, the, uh, the, bar, the bar is called uh, of, of Love and Regret. And I always want to say it's the Stillwater Bar. So why did you call it a Love yeah. and Regret and not the Stillwater Bar? Because it sounds better. I uh, know, but I can't remember that. Olar. It's, 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 say it's a sexier name. And, and, and I also for, that beer. Yeah, I did it for the ladies. That beer is such a great beer. I mean, that, that beer has got such a great story, you know. That no, Brian, but you've really made a difference there, and uh, I know you, you've made beer down there. And um, you know, there, there was that. Mm. There's a the bar in Baltimore that's on Broadway. They do the annual Belgium event. What event is? What bar is that? That's uh, Max's. And that's Max's. So you got a really good scene down there, don't you? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're actually doing it. And um, I'm, I'm going to make a special beer for it. It's just a customized thing. So, um, and that, that's normally like around uh, Valentine's Day. But it's right. cool. I mean, they got like 109 drafts or something like that, and over a thousand bottles. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Max's, Max's on Broadway yeah. in Baltimore. Yeah. All right. Yeah, man. Hey, Brian, we're going to just do a quick wrap-up. So, everybody, uh, Johnny and Jessica, what are you guys doing uh, with Iberian Beer United? Um, Tonight. I want to give a shout-out to the people who have really, really helped us. First of all, Jimmy's 43, who tonight we're having a, a sort of focus tasting of the Lanjubes and the Eloja at, back at your place. Um, the Tiger's going to be doing um, an Eloja Stillwater, I mean, a, yeah, a, a Stillwater VSK Monday with some uh, Lanjubes um, on the 28th. Um, Spite and Dival is going to be doing another Lanjube and Stillwater's event on the 30th. Um, Glorietta Baldy, which is Ben Wiley's n- new bar opening up, um, I think his soft opening is the 21st, next Monday. And he's, he's taken on one of our Spanish beers, Boeo, our big, our big ass 10.5 uh, Boeo. He's, <laughs> he's taking that on as his weirdo bottle. Um, Say more, Johnny. It's true. And Plan B Tapas. I got to call out Plan B Tapas. They have been our best supporter. Mike Chicharicho is like. Where is that's like the best name ever. But what does it mean? Plan B Tapas. Plan B Tapas is when you have. Where is you it? You know, it's it's on Mulberry Street, just up the street from Spring Lounge. Um, they it's have in New York City. Seriously, yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've got to say, it was a surreal moment when uh, when you guys went, um, you know, with the with the cider uh, yeah. Spanish cidery, and I'm walking down and. Being Italian, my folks would always take me to the San Gennaro Festival. And I, I took a video, <laughs> sent it to my dad. I'm like, I'm at the San Gennaro Festival having Spanish tapas. And he's like, get your roots together, kid. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Mike. <laughs> All right. Look, make it Chris, quick, come on. Um, um, I've you got... got I've got uh, a couple articles uh, up this week, up uh, up and coming uh, new beer bars opening in the next few weeks in New York City. Wrote about that last week. You can also see uh, what's going on with the federal government shutdown and how it's affecting breweries. I've got and that wait, on Brew what's York. Your, New what's York. your site again? BrewYorkNewYork.com. And I love it, man. And our buddy from Nebraska, uh, Paul Kavalik, is uh, also waiting on his TTB license right now because of the shutdown. He can't open his first produ- his production brewery until that happens. So. You know, we're, we're due to have a couple, sucks. I think on Heritage Network, there's going to be a couple of specials about 
some of these things. But hopefully, we don't have to. Yeah. Hopefully, it ends soon. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right. And, and uh, Ken from Gilded Goose, anything else going on? Uh, just we're going to do a uh, brewery versus our main brewing company night, so come on out. Oh, yeah. That'll be wow. some time. That, that's some serious. Oh, and, uh, and uh, this Thursday at uh, Brooklyn Beer Merchants on uh, Grand Street between uh, Bradford and, um, where is it, Drake's, I want to say? Roebling? Yeah. Um, it's, um, I do a lot of specialty brands for Union Beer, so I'm gonna, we're going to have Main Beer Company Mo, Main Beer Company Zoe, Main Beer Company Peeper, Bottles of Lunch, Wheeze, another one, King Titus, um, Mean Old Tom, and then debut a bunch of awesome Allagash beers. So it's only Maine Beer Company and Allagash, and debut of Allagash Broken Elevator. Mike, you know, you really do a great job with, with these special events and, and the beers. And, and, you know, Maine Beer Company in particular really took New York, and we love it. Yeah. And it was so yeah. great to taste all uh, these beers tonight. And uh, I mean, if anything, I, I, I'm always left, I want more of these beers. So I know we're signing off, but. How can I get more of them? It's right, like, so it here, not here's, enough. Here's, right? here's, what's, what's the deal? Uh, I mean, like honestly, like the, um, they move to their other facility, and usually when you move from one facility to the next, uh, you know the product might suffer. But they moved to Freeport, uh, Maine, fifteen minutes yeah, away from uh, Portland. Perfect. They were they were walking distance to Allagash. Good choice. They were Good one choice. industrial way. Allagash is fifteen industrial way. Now we're seeing a lot more stuff to the point that. Um, doing specialty brands, I'm not pre-selling this stuff. I'm just leaving it open so everyone could just have their hand at it. So, main beer company, of, lot, the answer lunch to your argument is, why can't I get a Hill Farmstead or a Russian River? There's a lot of really uh, good small a, breweries yeah. in well, every region Jimmy's, of America. And thanks to guys like Mike Lavulo and Great Brewers and all that stuff. So, hey, quick shout out. Girls Pints Out, Girl Pint Outs, inaugural New York City event <laughs> is coming to Brooklyn Brewery on October 21st at 7.30. Uh, it will feature women in craft beer around the city. It's very cool. And, again, it's Girl Pints Out, uh, October 21st at Brooklyn Brewery. And tickets are $20. And they uh, benefit the Hollaback, a Brooklyn-based, non-global group dedicated to stopping street harassment. All right. That's cool. And next week is New York City. Well, it's actually Cider Week in New York. Uh, we're all really a big part of that. Um, I can only say that if you like beer, you like cider, too, because more and more people are making really good cider and uh, – We've got guys like Steve Wood from Farnham Hill, Andy Brennan from Aaron Burr Cider, and even our good friend uh, Greg Hall, from who is uh, Goose Island, now he's a uh, virtue. So these guys are going to be yes. around New York City uh, all next week, and uh, you may have uh, Cider Week-related events also. So what the heck? Cider Week New York is coming to New York. Check it out. All right. And our show next week will be all about Cider Week. So I'd like to thank our sponsors at greatbrewers.com who've helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. Beer Sessions Radio is supported by the Good Beer Seal. And if you like this podcast, give us a good review on iTunes. Hey, most people, I think, do listen to it on iTunes. So thanks to uh, I'm going through the list. hope they're all here. Ed, Johnny, Jessica, Mike, Ken, and Chris, and uh, everybody else for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Jack Inslee I'm and Brian. Brie O'Connor. <laughs> Brian Strumke, engineer. <laughs> Joe thanks a lot. Cheers and see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right, guys. Woo! Right up. Yeah. Yeehaw. <laughs>